let me talk to you about uh, American financing. American financing is your opportunity to save hundreds, if not $1,000 or more a month, if you are paying hmm, 3 4 5% uh, interest on your mortgage. Uh, and if you are paying uh, even 3% on your mortgage and you've got a lot of credit card debt, how much are you paying there? You can roll that debt into your mortgage without resetting the term of your loan, get a lower payment, and save hundreds if not $1,000 plus every single month. I want you to call American Financing. They're waiting for your call now. It's at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. Do it now. All right. The Texas Energy Grid and the Green New Deal, the Green Movement. What's happened to Texas and how can we possibly make fun of California? All of that and more coming up. Texas is going through something historic right now. We haven't had temperatures in Texas uh, like this since, what, 1970s? It has been uh, a very, very bad few days in Texas, and it's about to get worse. We have sewage treatment plants that are now, the pipes are bursting. We, uh, we, a lot of the state is without any power. Three and a half million people in Texas have been without power for a while, and it's not getting any better. But I thought Texas was on its own grid. I thought Texas was fine. How can we possibly make fun of what's going on in California if we get hit by extreme weather? Is there a difference? And is it getting worse in Texas because of the push to green energy? What does your future look like, America? All that and more in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Timeshares. Uh, those just those words make you just all they fill them. They make the inside of you very, very hot. I would say warm, but it's more of a hot that you're feeling when I say uh, your timeshare. Isn't that great? Uh, listen, you are sending so much money uh, out to that stupid timeshare that you were talked into. It is not saving you money. You couldn't get the bank to refinance. Do you know, do you know that you can't get a loan? If you're paying on a loan for your timeshare, did you know that uh, banks won't accept it because you don't owe anything? Do you know what the average uh, interest rate is on a timeshare? No. Four. 14 percent 14 what do you say what do you say i know i know nobody's gonna nobody's gonna buy it from me i have too much self-respect to con somebody else into buying it that's great good news timeshare termination team is here and they will get you out of it and they're not gonna have to rope somebody else into it 
timeshare termination team get the process started go there now timeshare termination team.com don't put it off don't get stuck with another year of timeshare you won't use you'll get 20 percent off when you terminate your timeshare make sure you tell them i sent you and you get that 20 percent off discount it's 888-GET-YOU-OUT, 888-438-8688, or visit them online at timesharetermination-team.com. Here's the thing. They will give you 100% of your money back if you aren't out of that timeshare. Okay? So th- th- this, is, this is not another sucker bet. These are people who do it, and they'll give you every dime of your money back if it doesn't happen. It's... Uh, it's timeshareterminationteam.com. Timeshareterminationteam.com. The president and founder for the Center for Industrial Progress, the author of The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels, Alex Epstein, is with us now. Hello, uh, Alex. How are you? Hey, Glenn. Great to be back on your show. It's great to have you. Um, I wanted to uh, talk to you a little bit about what's happening in Texas. There is no way we should be having these problems in Texas with the with our own power grid, with uh, as much gas and oil as we have. What the heck is happening? <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, this is something I've been warning about for a while in September 2020. So I live in California. When the California blackouts were happening, I warned on Twitter that there are similar things happening in Texas. And so a blackout is an extreme event, but this blackout is not unprecedented. Texas has been having what I call industrial blackouts a lot. They call it demand management. Mm -hmm. But it basically means when there's not enough power, they have their industrial or they'll call it curtailment they'll have their industrial uh, projects stop. You know, they'll cut off power to industrial people. They won't cut it off to the home. So what's happened here is the lack of ability to meet demand has just been so extreme. And there are some unexpected events that it, that everyone is seeing it. But it's important that this is not an unprecedented thing. It's just a more extreme thing. And this is something that's happened in California. It's happening around the country. And the fundamental reason whatever else is going on is the insistence on using unreliable wind and solar energy instead of reliable energy from coal, nuclear, natural gas. Well, why we is that coal? Nu- uh, we have oh, just one thing. Like, yeah, go ahead. We know that those sources, because there's issues of failures in Texas, and we'll talk about that. But we know for a fact that coal, gas, and nuclear can work under any weather conditions mm-hmm. around the world. So whatever is going on in Texas, it's not that coal plants don't work, gas plants don't work. Nuclear plants is a combination of specific mismanagement and non-preparation in Texas. But the main thing is too much attempt to rely on unreliable energy. And that takes away focus and funding from the reliable energy and for making it resilient. Okay, so I'm, I'm kind of caught in between. Some people are really, really pissed. Some people are like, well, that's what happens. I'm somewhere in between. Uh, there are times that I feel like I'm living in Syria um, however, I don't expect the state to spend oodles of money protecting for something that happens once every even, you know, when it comes to salt trucks and everything else, why spend the money? It happens every 10 years. This is something that happened, you know, about every 40 or 50 years in Texas. So I cut some slack, but I don't understand uh, why our coal plants are down? They are down. Our natural gas plants are down. Why? 
Well, so there, there's, I mean, we, I don't think the ERCOT, so ERCOT is the so-called Reliability Council of Texas. I, they haven't been totally open, so it's not easy to tell exactly what's going on. There are a number of things that can happen. So one thing that they'll tend not to talk about is it's possible there's been some just mismanagement of supply and demand. So when demand was exceeding supply, they didn't curtail demand early enough, and that can cause things to trip up. It can be that specific plants aren't resilient enough. It can be that the fuel infrastructure, there's something off with that in terms of, of delivery of fuel. And this is something that I think that will emerge. But again, these are all things that are handled everywhere around the world. They're not inherent in coal, gas, and nuclear. Whereas what you see with wind and solar is they went completely out to lunch when they were needed most. So no matter how, even if there had been no freezing of the wind turbines, wind would have still been useless during very large portions of the situation. So why? the basic lesson wait, is wait, 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 why, why, why would wind turbine, when there was winds, why were wind turbines not useful? Well, well, they were frozen, some of them, but well, no, I know no, that. there wasn't wind, the, there wasn't wind the whole time. So okay. even when there has it, so okay. a talking point for the other side has been, oh, well, not that many of them froze. I got, but if you look at the recent data over the last several days, there have been times when it's been one gigawatt out of 32. So that, Part of the thing is they call the they call the maximum possible wind the capacity, which is ridiculous. It's just a lucky situation. So they say, oh, we have 32 gigawatts of wind, and everyone brags about that. But when the going gets tough, you had one, two, or three gigawatts of wind. So again, they are always people always like to talk about the peak, but the real thing is where are they when you need them? And the point is they're not reliable. They're they're basically reliable for zero, and that's why they add so much cost because you always have to have the unreliable infrastructure, and the reliable infrastructure. So some Greens are blaming not enough gas being online, and that's because the green screen is, uh, scheme requires it to be offline so we can get more electricity from wind, right? Right. Everything is engineered around trying to maximize the amount of unreliable wind that you're using. So the whole way the grid is working normally, that's very wasteful, is you're cycling the gas up and down to accommodate the wind. If you had a reliable energy infrastructure, which we used to have around the country, you would just have a whole slate of reliable plants. And then when you had a lot more demand, you could just ramp a lot of the reliable plants uh, up. But here, what Texas is trying to do is they're trying to minimize the number of reliable plants to cut costs. And this is why the um, you know, one of the public utility people said, and I think in 2019, like, hey, we've got a serious issue. Our, our reserve margin is very scary. Texas is notorious in electricity circles for trying to get away with the lowest reserve margin possible, which means the smallest margin for error possible. It's gone down dramatically because they've been trying to cut prices and use wind. That's what all, that's what happened in California. We didn't maintain our power lines enough because we didn't want to raise prices even more after we had inflated them with green energy. If you don't focus on reliability, you're going to lose reliability. Mm. So in northern climates, when it gets cold like this every single year, how do how do they avoid this problem? Are they doing less green energy than Texas is? Well, there are two things. I mean, so one is just they have better specific policies for their plants, and that can take all sorts of measures. But they just figured mm. out, I mean, these are you know, these places, Texas, even in bad weather, is not as bad as places around the world. I mean, obviously, if places in Russia that are using these kinds of places, places in cold parts of Canada. Mm -hmm. Now, what's happening, though, it's important with the what I call the unreliable, so the solar and wind. It is possible to have a certain amount of them 
along with the reliable. So people in the Midwest are saying, hey, look, our wind turbines are working. And it's true that you can spend money and they don't necessarily ice. Uh, but the, the point is they're adding costs and they don't scale because, again, you have to pay for the unreliable energy infrastructure and the reliable energy infrastructure. Plus, you have real, it's really inefficient to run a grid that way because it's like mm. stop and go traffic for the reliables. Plus, you, you wear them down a lot more quickly when you move them up and down. But the real thing to notice is you cannot rely on the unreliables. They're parasites. And what we have as a country is a policy that's trying to get us 100 percent dependent on these parasites. The real lesson of Texas is not that wind turbines froze. It's that wind and solar cannot keep us warm and powered in the mm. winter. And so these Green New Deal type plans are a complete fiasco. And everybody should be asking Biden, what the hell would Texas do under your situation? How the hell would they get power if you're going to have nearly 100% wind and solar, which were totally out to lunch when they were needed most? Jeez. Wow. I mean, we're now buying the power, I believe, from Mexico, which is <laughs> what? Uh, so are these it, it, when people say the Texas grid we're fine because we have our own grid in Texas. Are, have, have the progressive policies just pretty much dismantled any positives we had with that? Yes. So this is, I, I mean, I was really scared of what was going to happen with this storm. And my fears, unfortunately, came true. But one thing I thought would be good in terms of a lesson is Texas does have this isolated grid. And that can be an asset or a liability. But it, what it really illustrates is the problem of relying on unreliable energy, because in California, even, you know, we import 25 percent of our electricity, which at a given time can be 40 percent of our electricity. Twenty five is just an average. So we're bailed out by Nevada, Utah, Arizona. But what happens is mm. they start trying to have more and more unreliables. Then we can't rely on them. And that's what happened in the summer. It got hot. Wind went down. The sun goes down every day. People are shocked. And we didn't have <laughs> enough electricity and we couldn't get it. So everyone is trying to play this game of get it of chicken with how much unreliable can I use and get away with it. And the Texas is a good illustration because it's this self-contained uh, world. And so we need to learn that the whole U.S. cannot be like Texas. And again, Texas is something like 20 percent wind. It's a tiny mm -hmm. fraction of the Biden plan. The Biden plan says 100 percent carbon neutral grid by 2035 that's 14 years and he's anti-nuclear he, he uh. does nothing to support nuclear and the, the biggest lie the biggest giveaway is none of these people support nuclear texas has not been increasing nuclear if you look at texas's plan so i just i just wrote about this on on twitter it's just alex twitter.com slash alex epstein and so i wrote the statistics this is listen this glenn like, what would you think Texas has planned? Okay, so zero nuclear plants. Nuclear are the most weather-resilient plants. They store their food. So zero plants, uh, no new coal plants. They're probably going to shut down plants. 9.4 gigawatts of wind. So the existing 32 gigawatts, it went down to one gigawatt when it was needed most. So it's basically useless. And then 12 new gigawatts of solar, and solar was almost completely useless. So, And then five new gigawatts of gas, which is basically to handle all the ups and downs of the wind and solar. So this is Texas's plan. And that is a mild day at the beach compared to what Biden has planned. So we need to totally change wow. direction. All right. So I, I want you just to tell us what America looks like with the Biden plan and what states and, and people locally should be should be doing, uh, because the, the first thing that came to my mind was I am not sufficient. I am not self-reliant at all. I'm still reliant on 
Here in Texas, I'm reliant on way too much stuff, way too much stuff. And when you can't, uh, when you can't weather a storm for three days, four days, without these these aren't rolling uh, brownouts or rolling blackouts. They're not scheduled anymore. They started scheduled. Now they're just now we're just having full blackouts. Uh, and uh, th- that I mean that just is not in a in a you know twenty first century world that makes no sense whatsoever in my opinion. All right, back in just a second, uh, more on uh, the green energy movement and what that means to you coming up in just a second. There's a scam out there now where you get a text message claiming that you can access a free year of Netflix. Wow, really? A free year? Here's the deal. Don't respond or click the link if it happens to you. They're trying to get you to log in to a fake website and share your information. If they're really lucky, your credit card number will go in as well. This is why you need LifeLock. Important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting your life. Every day, we put our information at risk. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft. Nobody can monitor all transactions at all businesses. But you can keep what's yours, yours. With LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com with the promo code BACK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BACK. Get 25% off now at LifeLock.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, we are back with Alex uh, Epstein. Uh, he is uh, the president and founder for the Center for Industrial Progress, the author of The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels. Uh, Alex, so what does America look like with the way the Biden administration is heading even right now? Yeah, so it's it's important that because of the dynamics I mentioned, this whole 100% carbon-free grid, particularly without nuclear, like that's not going to happen. It's completely impossible. The whole net zero by 2050 thing is impossible, but that doesn't mean we don't need to worry about it because as we're seeing with Texas, even small steps in that direction uh, are disastrous. So what you see is just more and more of these blackouts of these brownouts. And one thing I want to highlight is what happens to industry? What lesson does industry take when they keep getting blacked out and they get blacked out a lot more than much more than we do as consumers, they're going to go overseas. They're going to go other places. Mm-hmm. And I really want to highlight the strategic thing that's happening right now with China because nobody's paying attention to it. China uses five times more industrial electricity uh, than the U.S. Five times. And the vast majority of it comes from coal. A lot of that electricity is used to build unreliable solar panels and wind turbines for us. Of course, we <laughs> don't mostly build them here because they have to be built with cheap energy, which means they have to be built with fossil fuels. They're not built with solar panels and wind turbines, obviously. So you have China making this this very strong strategic move to get us to unilaterally disempower and for them to empower. And then they say, oh, we're going to go net zero by 2060. They get praised by Biden. They get praised by this guy, Larry Fink, the head of BlackRock, who almost runs the financial world right now. Mm. And so you just see this amazing strategic play where they are using fossil fuels to get ahead. They have record oil imports. They had a five-year high in coal production. They're building 100-plus new coal plants. Again, five times more electricity than we are. So they're disempowering us. 
empowering themselves and then selling us these almost useless solar panels and wind turbines and Biden is playing into it. So unfortunately, he is the expression is useful idiot for China. I think that security thing should scare us just as much as everything else. So where do we where do we go? Because it, uh, honestly, um, you have Bank of America saying that they're not going to, uh, you know, they're going to start looking at loans. If you're not green, uh, you may not be able to be fitting into their portfolio of businesses they can loan money to. You have BlackRock pushing this. You have uh, the Great Reset pushing all of this. And Jaguar just came out and said they'll be uh, fully electric cars by 2025. And nobody's talking about the increase in electricity that is needed if we all go to electric cars. Yeah, so I think that these te- it's crucial to have these moments as teaching moments. So this, this is maybe the cre- crucial teaching moment of 2021 to change uh, the narrative on this. And I mentioned that on, on Twitter, I posted a very comprehensive explanation. More broadly, recently, I created a website called energytalkingpoints.com that takes all of these issues and gives you very quick, well-referenced statements on everything. And that's part of my overall goal of just changing the narrative, where we move from this focus on unreliable energy and climate catastrophe to one where we recognize that if we use the best sources of energy, namely fossil fuels and nuclear, we can keep making the world a better and better place to live. We, I do believe we impact climate, but we're talking about one degree in 170 years. Climate-related deaths are at all-time lows. Fossil fuels are making the world a better and better place to live. That, the facts are on the side of that. And mandatory government-controlled green energy is making the world the worst place to live. So those are the two narratives I just keep hitting over and over and over. And eventually, people are going to see that narrative corresponds to reality. And the other narrative uh, is just unreal and destructive. Thank you so much. Give me the, uh, give me the name of that uh, website you just created again. It's called energytalkingpoints.com. Energytalkingpoints.com. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Alex Epstein, the uh, president co-founder for Center for Industrial Progress. More in just a second. You know, I have to tell you while I have a second. The, I, my family and I have been so concerned about others that don't have heat, others that don't have all of the stuff that we might have, the suffering that is going on in Texas for green energy should wake people up alone. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about real estate agents I trust.com. So uh, I thought, you know, about writing the entire list of things I'd, I'd rather do than get involved with the buying and selling of a house. But I realized pretty quickly um, that would take me probably for the next 40 years to do that. Give you a hint. Among them was uh, bungee jumping into a, 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 a ball pit filled with venomous snakes, uh, taking a bullet to the shoulder just to see what it feels like working at the New York Times. Those were just some of the things that I'd rather do uh, than uh, buy or sell a house. It's a hassle, but it doesn't have to be. If you have the right real estate agent in place, you don't you, you you're not going to have all of those hassles. You need somebody who knows the market, knows how to attract the buyers, knows what your house and your new house really should go for. And then they know how to negotiate. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. Get the best results with the best real estate agent in your area. A free service to you. 
find the right real estate agent, realestateagentsitrust.com. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every day at 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern or anytime, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Parlor. Parlor is back online. We talked to their new interim CEO coming up in uh, just a second. There, um, there's a story in the Washington Post today. Pandemics have spawned extremist movements since ancient times. I started talking about it last hour. I want to go a little further in depth on this and um, and read it to you because it shows. It shows the uh, thinking of the elites and where they're headed. Um, Adam Krigler, quoting the Washington Post, used to feed his YouTube following a politics free diet of chatter about aliens, movies, skateboardings and video games. Then came the pandemic. Now he devotes much of his talk show to his assertion that mask mandates are an assault to personal freedom. And that Democrats somehow stole 2020 election from Donald Trump. The result, a much bigger audience. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, skateboarding should have brought a huge audience. I mean, everybody's skateboarding nowadays. Um, A much bigger audience. Yes, because everyone's life is affected by the mask mandates. And yes, the mask mandates are an assault on personal freedom when you mandate them. Going to the United States, the people of the United States and say, look, we all need to wear masks. Can can we all just do this? We all have to work together. The American people would not have had a problem with it. We wouldn't have. We did it. We were wearing masks when they told us not to wear masks. It's the mandate that is an affront to personal freedom. And the Democrats somehow stole the 2020 election. Washington Post, are you real? Yes, you are. So I'm not even going to ask. The Washington Post is so deep up their own ass, excuse the expression, that they can't see any light anymore. They, they, all they see is intestines and the, their own crap that they've been eating. The pandemic has made more people want to blame someone else because they've lost their jobs or they're lonely, Krigler said. True. Ian Bain, for years a campaign professional, has sworn off politics and launched a career in real estate. Then COVID hit, and he helped launch No Mask Nevada, organizing a dozen rallies against masking because he said the government was inflating the danger of the coronavirus. Well, I think that's true. Now that we know that it is point, what is it, point six percent, point eight percent, somewhere in deadly, mm-hmm. and most of it is on the upper end yeah it's been overstated people are isolated alone they need to express their true selves bain said our uh, i don't know why uh, we're surprised that there's more extremism now people came out to rallies because they craved human interaction okay that's not why pe- people are not craving human interaction so they're like let's go protest the government that's not what's happening Yes, our kids are killing themselves because they crave human interaction. More extremism? 
there isn't more extremism. I contend there is more extremism on the part of the federal and some state governments. It is extremist to say 15 days to flatten the curve. And now we are approaching a one year anniversary and we have put all of these people out of work. That's extremists. Not the people who say, hey, maybe I should be able to feed my family. The action of the government is extremist. Don't let them use this extremist talk against anyone except them. It's it's amazing. Here's the Washington Post again. Since ancient times, pandemics have spurred sharp turns in political beliefs. Hmm. Okay. Um, Pat, have you changed your political belief? Have you had a sharp turn in your political beliefs? Uh, no. Yeah. No. You still believe in the Constitution? Still do. Still believe in the Bill of Rights? Yes. It's still the cornerstone of everything you believe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. I haven't changed my political belief. Not at all. It's that the extremists in Washington, in these uh, so-called public-private partnerships, in these so-called uh, civil rights groups, they are now jamming down everyone's throat the extremist thought that men can have babies, that our girls should be able to play sports with guys on the team who are claiming they're girls, and that's not a problem. Or how about the extremist idea that the banks should get bailed out, but not the American people? Here's an extremist idea. The federal government has a right to tell you to close your business for a year. I think these are all extremist ideas. So I haven't changed from the Bill of Rights. I still believe in that. That doesn't make me an extremist. That makes you the one who are pushing new policies that have never been done before in America, never even been tried in in the world. You're the extremist, not me, not me. Uh, Anyway, history has shown that extremist movements, waves of mistrust and wholesale rejection of authorities. Now, why would we have a wholesale rejection of authorities or any kind of mistrust for the government? Right. Or the media couldn't believe it couldn't be that they've lied to us every step of the way. Could every step of the way. And And the media has done their bidding. The media has covered up every step of the way. The reason why you have. QAnon is because people don't believe the government because they have proven themselves to be untrustworthy. You know, why don't people trust you? If you are somebody and you have a a bank and you're like, gee, nobody's coming into the bank. uh, Nobody wants to do business with us. They say we're untrustworthy. Well, have you been? Wells Fargo, have you been? Because I can explain your lack of uh, trust from the American people if you've been screwing them. And that's what Americans feel. Our hired representatives don't represent us. And we know this because we've seen it over and over and over again. Every time we elect someone, the state does everything they can to dismantle them. 
If we elect somebody like a Tea Party person, they co-opt them. They change them. They threaten them or they throw them out. So you needed to get somebody with a bigger hammer. Donald Trump. What did the big state do? Destroyed him. Did everything he could, they could to destroy. Lie after lie after lie. I'm not the extremist. I'm not the extremist. Americans are falling prey, says the Washington Post, to the same phenomenon historians, theologians, and others experts say, exemplified by a recent NPR uh, Ipsos uh, poll, in nearly one in five said they believe Satan-worshipping child-enslaving elites took control of the world. Do you believe that? That Satan-worshipping child-enslaving elites uh, now have control of the world? No. Yeah. Neither do I. Um as shutdowns paralyzed the economy in the first months of the panic uh, of the uh, pandemic, Americans sharply increased searches for extremist and white supremacist materials online. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody who did that. I don't know anybody who was like, I lost my job. I've got to become a white supremacist. <laughs> do you? Do you know anybody? New insecurities and fears loosed by the pandemic fed into the existing erosion of trust in leaders and institutions, according to those who have studied how people react rampant to uncontrolled disease. We're we're not reacting to the disease. We are reacting to the leaders of our country of medicine and the media. We're reacting to them. When you tell us not to wear a mask, And then you tell us to wear a mask, you lose credibility. When you tell us, no, this is going to be over in 15 days, we accept that, okay, maybe this summer we got to do it for a couple of extra months because we don't have a hand. A year into it, you have no credibility. You have none. And then you come to us at the same time when you told us no masks were good, and now you're proposing a two-mask minimum to be legal. No. No. In a healthy society, the government and the church would say this is nonsense and people would believe them. This is according to Richard Land, president of the Southern Evangelical Seminary. But during the pandemic, that check on extremist impulses has failed for some who crave connection with others. God created us as social creatures. And when we isolate from other human beings, we tend to malfunction. That part is true. Over the past year, the pandemic was a constant undercurrent as Americans took to the streets to protest racial injustice. No, the pandemic had nothing to do with that. Police brutality. All of those protests, all of the racial injustice, all the looting, everything went on. That's because of the pandemic. And the president, uh, President Biden's victory in the 2020 election. I only remember one. One, and it was January 6th. It was a bad one, yes, but one. Much as they were motivated by the causes themselves, many who participated in the street actions were probably also eager for human contact. You know what? I love breaking the windows of a Macy's store just because we can do it as a human family. Um, In that view... According to psychologists who have studied the effects of social isolation, the January 6th attack on the Capitol was both an insurrection plot, an impromptu meetup, uh-huh. yeah, uh, an assault on the infrastructure of American democracy, and a social gathering for people who believe they were defending their idea of nationhood. Just sort of a getting to know you. 
Yeah. With your yeah. fellow yeah, extremists. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Many have argued that President Donald Trump's efforts amounted to an attempted coup. But was it? And why does that matter? Well, in the wake of COVID-19, it appears that far-right extremists have discovered the extent of people's fear of social control and the loss of liberty, and have realized how easily they can manipulate citizens who may not normally subscribe to extreme ideology. It is not extreme to believe in the Bill of Rights. It is not extreme to believe in the Constitution. It is not extreme to believe in a court of law where justice is blind. It is extreme to believe anything other than that in America. Now, maybe if you live in the Soviet Union or now Russia, What's the difference? It might be extreme to believe in those things. But in America, it is not extreme to believe in liberty. It's not extreme to believe that if your politicians lie, cheat, steal, that they should go to jail or at least be prosecuted or at least be voted out. It is not extreme to believe that the president of the United States should not enrich his own family with the biggest enemy of America and, quite frankly, the freedom of all mankind, China. It's not extreme. It's not extreme to believe that 30, 40, 50 executive orders in the first 100 days is extreme. It's not extreme to believe that we shouldn't do the Great Reset. It's not extreme to believe that we don't really have a protected freedom of speech as long as a bunch of global companies, many of of them in bed with the communist Chinese, they get to decide who speaks and who doesn't. It's not extreme to believe that Marxists should not be in charge of our schools. It's not extreme to believe that libraries in those schools should not purge books in America. I'm not even done with the Washington Post, but I just want to make sure that the Washington Post, no, forget them. I want you to firmly understand you are not an extremist. If you believe in the Bill of Rights, that does not make you an extremist. Those who wish to thwart it are the extremists. Although that monologue sure makes me one, I'm sure, in their eyes. Relief factor. What is it that's keeping you from doing the things that you love to do? I mean, besides being forced to wear a, you know some sort of a yarmulke on your face over your mouth every day do you suffer from pain frequent pain mild all the way up to debilitating it can limit what you're able to do it can wash all the color out of your world leaving a bleak landscape where it's hard to find motivation let alone the ability to do anything at all please just try relief factor will you call them now 800 583 It has worked for so many in this listening audience. It's worked for me. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Why would you do that unless it works for you? Just try it for three weeks. 
See if it changes your life. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. 800-500-8384. Tomorrow night on Glenn TV. The kids are not all right. In the name of progress, we're destroying their minds with Marxist lies. And in the name of safety, we're killing them by keeping them locked down. We have the highest suicide rate we've seen amongst children. Glenn reveals the horrors of a dangerous curriculum that's about to go national and takes on the teachers unions, the Biden admin, and leftists failing our children. What's killing our kids? The case of national suicide. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com. Not done with that article from the Washington Post. It's an amazing article. I'll, I'll post it online at glenbeck.com. Also, I'll uh, tweet it out. I, you know what? Better yet, I'll, uh, I'll share it. Um, yes, on Parlor. It's back. Mark Meckler. You might know the name. He's the interim CEO of Parlor. He joins us next. What has happened to Parlor? How have they recovered? What is their strength now when we come back?